Thank you to all of our sponsors, Par Hopper Golf Apparel. I'm not fucking crying. I'm laughing, by the way. <laughs> the last show was really serious, so now I feel like everybody listening right now is like, oh, he's crying already. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, Par Hopper Golf Apparel, Two Pilots Distillery, Nobles Networking. Um, want to give a big shout-out to Gridiron Coffee. Uh, let's see, Project K9 Hero. Uh, my guys up at Creative Vets are not sponsored on the show, but I absolutely love what they do. Jesse Wayne Taylor, who does the intro to our show. Check out his show, Ball-Headed Country Boy, as well. Um, and our management and distribution company, Red Circle. Today, I got my, uh, I don't know, my bestie little bitches. I, I just love this little fucker so much. She's broke my heart. She's became my best friend. I just love this little fucker so much. All around transformation. Macy. It was, it was, I could have, I could have like kicked your ass or, or fell in love with you at one point in time. And now yeah. I'm just like, you know what, just anywhere I go, I'm just going to put this bitch in my back pocket and have a good time. With yeah. It. That's usually the experience. They hate me. Like they love me, then they hate me. And then they either never talk to me again or they love me for the rest of their lives. I loved you. I didn't hate you. I thought you were a fucking moron. Yeah, and then, that too. and then, but I never, never nodded. I didn't ever not want to support you or be your friend. Like, yeah. I t- like I told you, I get salty, but I have enough balls about me that uh, I realize that I don't know what's best for everybody. And when I can admit that and get over my shit, then I got to apologize. And I got to be like, hey, come the fuck back. I miss you. Yeah. Well, about seven times out of 10, you have pretty damn good advice. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, I am fucking smart. Yeah. It's just when you Insightful. listen to me. Well, I just want to see, I just want to see people like you that actually have a big heart and is a good mother and just a good person. I want to see you do fucking very well. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to see a lot of these fuckheads do good because I don't, I I don't think that they're sincere. I think they're only out for themselves. I don't think that they're necessarily bad people, but I think they're doing a lot of things for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. And uh, the more that I'm around you, the more I literally get to see what a good fucking person you are. Like even this last time, last time at Florabama, I got to, you know, a couple of things happened. You got to see just, you're just an amazing fucking person. Yeah. I think that what Florabama was probably the first time I actually cried in front of you. (laughs) I don't remember you crying. Our little heart to heart on the porch that morning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you uh speaking of Emily, um, she uh listened to the show that me and Dustin did when I ran Dustin's text messages back from uh-huh. uh the night that you and her were arguing, and she uh-huh. uh you haven't listened to that show yet, have you? No. Uh, she's laughing her fucking ass off. Have you? <laughs> 
So have you not heard the text messages then from Dustin? No. Uh -uh. Oh, boy. Hold on. Uh, so to give you all a little bit of context for the evening, uh, I think it was the first night there, wasn't it? It was. our Yes, it was our first night. We were hella wasted. Disclaimer, everybody was very drunk. This is kind of this is drunk behavior. <laughs> yeah, Macy tried to fight a girl for putting a cowboy hat on. <laughs> But I mean, Macy, Macy went just balls to the wall, but uh, we had, a I, was so mad. I cannot believe you tried to fight that fucking young girl for putting my cowboy she hat was on. 19. She was 19 and you were like, she was 19 Bitch, years old. you don't put his cowboy hat on. And I was like, I was so mad. Like at one point, Tabby was like, do we need to just Uber you out of here? Cause you're super mad. <laughs> This is where I was. I didn't know you were mad, though. Mm -hmm. I didn't, and first of all, also, and I've already told the story about her being 19. Uh, she didn't look 19. Didn't know that she was 19 at the time. I knew she was 19. That ass was grown. That's all I remember. That was that grass. Had, that ass had already went through college and got a master's degree. Well, and I pinpointed it from the start. Like, as soon as I saw her, I pointed at her and I was like, that girl it cannot be any older than 19. Well, she wasn't. Oh. She was not. Uh, not a day. But uh, so we all got hammered. We all had a good time. But when we got back, oh, wait, y'all stayed out longer than me, right? Is that the night y'all stayed out longer than me? No, because Dustin was. Uh, Dustin, yeah, Dustin, we were we were going to go home and then we were going to go back out. And then we ended up drinking all the whiskey in the kitchen and then just eating a charcuterie board and hanging out, playing the guitar and whatnot. We fucked up that charcuterie board. Bro, I ate so much cheese that weekend. I, yeah, I didn't shit for like a, several days after <laughs> we got home from the beach. I literally Me was, too. I was like one big glow. I thought that I was literally shitting out Georgia red clay. Like, uh, it, on the it, way home, Emily was like, we didn't even eat that much. And I was like, uh, speak for yourself. I ate a shit ton of chicken salad and cheese crackers. <laughs> I didn't eat. I, I like, I think it was Emily that finally told me like the last day or right before Brandy and Tab left. I can't remember, but they were like, motherfucker you need to eat like you have not ate and i was like no i've ate at several drugs i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> i've been i've been eating don't you worry yeah. but uh, where it counts yeah so the night though that we're talking about we get back from the bar uh we're drinking playing guitar singing along having a good time and then uh it kind of gets to be where it gets kind of awkward and weird because <laughs> everybody is shitty everybody is shitty and it gets to be kind of bedtime and everybody's kind of like figure out where you're going to sleep and all this kind of stuff or whatever. Well, somehow it gets to be a debate and, and I don't know how it got to be a debate because it shouldn't have been a debate. I think, it, I think it was just, everybody had drank so much. It was just confusing of who was sleeping where. Yeah, and, uh, and then everybody was mad. Yeah, well, not everybody was mad. You two bitches were mad. Me I and, was mad. Me and, was mad. Me, and, me and Dustin was like, we just want to go to bed. Like, <laughs> We don't give a shit. Like, I don't care if we sleep on the porch at this point in time, but can we go to sleep? Uh, but anyway, so <laughs> Dustin ends up vanishing. I end up vanishing up to another room hiding, and uh, you two get into it. But this is Dustin's text messages while you and Emily are uh, arguing with each other. I want I to also, because you can't see this, these are all one-word text messages sent. And then, oh and then like they're another one sent right after that. So <laughs> help exclamation point downstairs, <laughs> downstairs, 
is the next one. Then I'm at the door. I was in the room with Tab and Brandy hiding for my safety. He was at the other door. That's why I couldn't let him in because he was outside the other door and he was knocking on it. And I didn't hear him knocking on the one I was at. He was trying to be so quiet that, <laughs> that y'all didn't hear where the fuck he was at. Then he said outsider. <laughs> the, the, the next one is hate you. LOL. Then, then it gets more serious. Don't leave your situation. <laughs> And this is the last one. This is the fucking best one. Before I text him back, before I realize he's texting me, <laughs> I've made a tent. <laughs> he made a fucking tent. And I said, I went in the room uh, with the other ladies. Uh, they got to work that shit out. I came up here to escape. <laughs> and he just said, the mean woman just came up. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't have any fuds. Oh my god! No, he made a tent with recline or the you know those two spinning chairs. Yeah. He like pulled them together, and he got a little blanket, and he like put it over the top of it, and he looked at me like this. You know that face he does when he's like wasty, like. Yes. No, that I was where he where he grins, but he doesn't yeah. show his teeth. Yeah. So he just looks at me. He goes. Yeah. I'm gonna sleep here. <laughs> Did you see where he hid first though? No, I didn't know he. I didn't know he was hiding. Okay, he hid from y'all first. You just didn't see it. So, do you you remember the pullout couch? Yeah. All right. On the pullout couch, the pullout couch would separate from the actual couch. So there was a space between the actual back of the couch and the pullout. So you like you could get in between it if you wanted to. He originally got in between the pull-out couch and the back of the couch no, and like a little cubby hole and put pillows over the top of it. But he said he was worried that you guys were going to end up laying on top of it. And if y'all did, it would have sandwiched his ass. <laughs> and then he'd have to explain why he was hiding in the couch. Yes, they would have oh to explain God. why he's hiding in the couch. It was like, so it was like a, a, an abusive household, household situation. Dustin was just the kid in the scenario. Uh, yeah, what's that song, Alyssa Lies? Yes. Yeah. He was Alyssa the first night. Alyssa Lies. <laughs> Dustin's in the bedroom. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, that was that was literally, though, uh, that was one of the funnest trips I've ever had in my life. Uh, I had That my- was a freaking blast. I did. It was, it was great. I've never, uh, I've never drank that constant for four days i don't think yeah. uh that was that was the only problem and i should have ate um mm-hmm. and i didn't sleep either i i don't i didn't sleep much that was a that was a big issue i had was like nap times were very few and far between and so when i finally would get a nap like I think the first time you come with me up and you were like, all right, Dick, get up. Come on. And the second time Emily came in, was like, Macy, please wake up. It's time to go out. And I was like, we've been drinking all day. Can I please just sleep? Well, you've been on two trips with me now. You hopefully you realize this by the time we go on the one in September, if you go with us then that uh, 
I don't sleep when I go on places like that. Like, I'm not there to sleep. Like, you can sleep when you fucking get back home. Like, there's no sense in it. Yeah, definitely have figured that much out. The music wasn't as bad this time. Because I think I was, like, stupid hungover when we were in Texas. And remember, it was so cold outside. And I just kind of suck in cold weather anyway. But I was stupid hungover. Oh, it was cold. It was cold. I forgot it was. Yeah, I had to buy that freaking $120 jacket at Kimes. Well, Kimes. nobody fucking made you buy that 100 You could have literally bought a way cheaper one. I, ca- I probably could have bought a hoodie, but I wouldn't have looked as good. Yeah, but I don't even know what that's it a like. nice ass jacket. It's like the it's it's like black and it's got like the wool on the inside and it's the real heavy denim material and it had the big hood and it zipped up and it had the buttons and then it cinched up the waist. Yeah, it literally sounds like every goddamn jacket I've ever seen in my life. It's a very nice jacket. Well, okay. whatever. I look like I belong on Yellowstone when I had that thing. On. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> that would not go it's very. Far. It's very western. <laughs> yeah, because we fit in real good with that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have had so many people since we left Texas want us to come back to Texas. Um, I cannot, uh, I cannot wait to go back to Fort Worth. I'm gonna go. Yeah, by I've the had end a of lot of year. invitations. I bet you have, bud. Um, only one was a guy. Thank you. All right. There's this thick bitch named Allie that uh, I for some reason for, we pop- don't know why. Because of your stupid ass. I know exactly why. I was keeping up with you, making sure you were okay. Mm-hmm. And there was, a, there was this thicken named Allie that lives there in Fort Worth that literally started following me because I said I was coming to Fort Worth and was in my inbox on TikTok and all the kind of stuff. And she is literally like five foot tall, thick. And like she was trying to get me to come to some that McNasty place or whatever and a couple other places when she was out and both times I was like you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna keep track of Macy because that's the smart thing to do Mm-mm. yeah I could punch you me yeah yeah no shit bitch yeah, yeah I, could, I could punch both of us in the face for that one um yeah but I don't know it was I'll, I'll never regret that trip. That trip, just being there with Blaine and Sarah and Justin and, and you and uh, everybody else that was there with us, that was just a fucking blast, dude. That was the coolest experience for me, like coming into the whole group of people and everybody being your friend and just meeting me for the first time, like not knowing who I was, even um, who was it? It was Gary, right? That was oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Blind he was like, cousin. who are you? Like, where did you come from? And what's going on here? Like, nobody knew who I was, but everybody just treated me like I was part of the group. And we all just, yeah, that hey, was fun. Gary got me and me and you and some shit, though. Did you, do you remember? He did. I went back to that TikTok the other day, actually, the clip from that show. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Kind of, that kind of started shit. I mm-hmm. can't, boy, I had to hear that for a hot ass minute. Uh, Me too. You know how many people still comment? Um, if I can be explaining like a guy that I am attracted to or whatever on TikTok and I get a comment. Oh, it sounds like Josh Terry. <laughs> well, I mean, look at me. <laughs> like he's a catch, girl. That man is a catch. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't say that. I mean, you could catch him, but you probably want to release him real quick. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. I don't I I can make him come. I just can't make him stay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, what's up, Thorny Hand? Uh, oh yeah! Before before I, I get a tattoo. Yeah, before I get into any other topics, yeah, you got a whole ass rose on your hand. Tell them why you got the rose on your hand yesterday. I think it looks so badass. So 
my grandma's name is Rose or was Rose. Um, she passed away when I was 14 and I already have a rose on my chest with a quote that says a beautiful soul is never forgotten. And my mama has a, a rose on her arm and it says, um, like, well, I don't remember what it says, but it's for, for grandma as well. And she was saying she wanted one on her hand, but our tattoo artist wouldn't do it for her. And I just got the idea stuck in my head. And then one of my best friends handed me something one day and I saw he had a rose on his hand and I loved it so much. And I just was like, yeah, I'm going to go get the rose on my hand. I think it looks so badass. Uh, I like it. It's just kind of, I'm not the biggest on hand tattoos. Uh, I like, I like my tattoos to where if I have a long sleeve shirt on, you can't tell that I have them on. Well, that's what Zach told mama. That's why he told her she, he wasn't going to put one on her hand, but also it was her first tattoo. So he felt like she was jumping the gun. Yeah, well, now that you with what she wanted, now that you trashed yourself up every other way, they're just like fuck it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm like, I'm already pierced out of hell, and what else is anybody going to take from me? You know, I already have like everybody in this town has some kind of story that I ain't heard about me yet, so might as well go ahead and just have a tattoo on my hand and be a motherfucking thug. I I don't been to jail. Oh yeah, that's a lot of shit has had. Well, I think you went to jail before Texas, though, didn't you? I went to jail before Texas, but I couldn't talk about it because my uh, charges were still pending. Yeah, why don't you tell them about that, bud? Yeah. <laughs> so we'll skip the very long part of the the yeah, um, meat and taters, meat and taters. Yeah, how we'll we'll skip the long part of the how we got there, but so essentially, I was in a relationship with a narcissist. You know, not anything out of the ordinary and she's got a whenever type. i do have a type 100 my type is red flags i will swim for a red flag hands down oh no no trust me it's very fucking obvious yeah it is so um yeah i was in a relationship with a narcissist things got bad things got abusive um and he ended up going to jail or get, yeah, getting arrested, going to jail for the things that he had done to me. And when he got out of jail, he went to, they arrested him in his county. So he went to my county and went to the magistrate and accused me of hitting him, of um, punching him, telling him I was going to slit his throat and take all his money, which that made no sense because he didn't have any money. He was spending my money. And also stealing i got i got arrested for larceny <laughs> you got arrested for larceny yeah it was larceny um <clears throat> domestic abuse and communicating threats i had three three warrants okay i didn't know so, about, i didn't know about those yeah he said i stole a phone because it was on his phone plan but it was literally my phone <laughs> because it was on his phone plan he said i stole it but because he went to my county and he wasn't arrested in my county. They didn't know it was retaliation. So they took the warrant or took out the warrant, whatever. But then they didn't send anybody here because whenever the detective saw it, he was like, well, we're not going to arrest her because she has court with the other guy and we'll address it then. And then he called the sheriff's department and was like, I know she has a warrant for her arrest and I know she's home right now. And then they come to my house and straight up, I knew the guy, he was like, Macy is anybody here with you? And I said, my kids are. And he was like, all right, well, call your mama. <laughs> he was like, I have to take you to jail. I was like, you have to what? Why? <laughs> yeah, pretty bad. It's okay. At least yours got uh, dropped. I've, uh, 
I, I told you Texas, or I told everybody knows. Like I've been to jail before. I didn't know. Uh, yeah. I didn't get the very nicest. Well, the police were nice to me. I did shit to myself. Um, it happens to everybody. But you're a kid. I mean, you're 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 young. You're not a kid, but you're gonna make mistakes. You're supposed to make yeah. mistakes in your twenties. And plus, you didn't really fucking do nothing. So it's kind of okay. It's kind of jokeable now. It is, like now it's funny because I can be like, oh, I'm tough. I went to jail. But like, okay, truth be told, I was in there for 16 hours and I cried for 12 of those. <laughs> I cried for a good 12 of those hours. I prayed pretty damn hard. But the biggest thing for me was like, I called my daddy whenever I got out of jail and I was like, hey, you ever been in jail? And he said, no, you got me beat there. <laughs> and it like everybody has just kind of made it out to be funny because it, I didn't do anything. It's not like I deserved to be in jail. But at the same time, it was a wake-up call for me. Like, you really gave your whole life to a man who you knew from the beginning didn't deserve it. And look at where it landed to you. Like, look where you ended up. Yeah, see, that that's where you aggravate <laughs> the fuck out of me. And I, I've made this, like, so clear to you on yeah. several occasions. You're a legit good-ass person. Even, yeah. like, the post that I made uh, – fucking whenever we got back from the beach about you helping Dustin and how mm-hmm. you shared the stuff for Blaine before and Dukes and everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not all about you. No, and, not at all. Yeah, you're not even kind of all about you. And that's fucking mm-hmm. so cool to me. And it's cool to the other people like us that, you know, I get, I get, I get really, I've been in a, such a bad and salty mood lately. Because, I know. Yeah, I've been just pissy. And, uh, but like, if I was around people like Dustin, you and the rest of my friends that are not selfish individuals, I wouldn't be like that. I just, it seems like lately that's the way it's been. And I get real fucking fed up with it. Like you got, you just get tired of it. Yeah, I get it. And it's just where like, I've wanted to quit the show in the past month. I've wanted to like, I wanted to start, I wanted to go do something else. I've got to the end of it because I, I kind of want to quit glorifying people that that I don't know. I don't know how to put it. Like, don't deserve. Right. People that you feel like are not actually putting the good in that yeah. you are. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't yeah. even think that I'm putting that much good in. I think what I want to do, I had a long <laughs> talk with a girl that uh that I'm real close with her and her husband. And she rode up to Atlanta to watch Dustin with me over the weekend. And mm-hmm. um, while we had this conversation about like, I know with me, I don't ever, I don't ever see me reaching millions of people. I don't want to necessarily be that person because I, I'm too, I'm too fucking brass. I'm too like in your face with it. I get too, mm-hmm. I get too pissy or too sensitive. Like I can't control my emotions sometimes, yeah. but like, I want to be able to talk to somebody and put a bug in their <clears throat> ear about helping others that can control themselves a little bit better and then maybe they're the person that reaches other people. But maybe I reached one person, that one person wanted to reach out to others, and they kept reaching out to others. Like, I'm right. fine I'm fine with that. I don't ever want to be the face of anything. And, yeah. and like, besides, like, this show, like, this is my career right now until, I, until something else comes along or until I get over my bullshit. Like, that's what I got to do. And mm-hmm. I get mad at you because I see the people sometimes that you fuck with. And it, once again, it's me acting like Big Brother or, or yeah. our grandpa or whatever. Granddaddy. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle great, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, bitch. Yeah. S- stop it. Like, let well, me. Well, we, 
you and I had that conversation on the porch, like, and I, and I told you that morning, it was really my wake up call because for me, it was like, I had already figured out, you know, that I was choosing the wrong kind of man. And I was really just giving every, I was thinking if I give everything to a man who's broken then he'll like, he'll just want to be good for me no matter what. And that's obviously not the case, but I hadn't yet until you and I had that conversation on the porch that I hadn't yet realized that I was also given my friendship to just anybody who wanted to be my friend versus actually choosing the type of people I had around me. I just was like, oh, yeah, I'll be nice to absolutely everybody. And I'll hang out with absolutely everybody and give the social attention to absolutely everybody and just play along with life. And it was really causing me to be in a bad place mentally. And I told you that that morning, I just felt like I was not around anybody who acted the way that I did. I was not around anybody who dreamed the way that I did or had ideas the way that I did or cared about my career the way that I did. And when you said like, you realize you have to pick the people that are around you to be the people who are going to build you up. That's when I was like, Oh crap. I haven't, I actually haven't thought about that. I've just been friends with anybody who wants to be friends. Yeah. If you, you know, you can, the most successful people in this world surround themselves with successful people. The reason, yeah. the reason why you, you're into songwriting, I'm into songwriting. What makes songwriters better are being around other songwriters. You can't be around somebody who doesn't get it. Like for yeah. me, for me to get better, I need to be around Dustin, be around Lee, be around Blaine, be around, Joe, be around somebody who wants to make me better. You almost want to look at it like this you want to be the least successful person in the group. Mm -hmm. Like if you're the least successful person in the group, then you are literally going to compare yourself to everybody else. And you're going to strive to be like everybody else. I don't want to be the tip of the spear. I, I, I want to be where the people that are around me are driving me to do better. I don't want to be where people are kissing my ass or making me feel complacent. I, I right. want people to fucking push me to do better that's why i the people i'm in rooms with or whatever or i try to be in rooms with and hang out with when i actually go to do places i like to be the person that is the least successful because they're gonna that's make a good way to look better. at it they're gonna make you better they're gonna make you strive yeah and you can't yeah it, there's a lot of people too and the other way to look at it is this there's a whole lot of people especially in your small town and my small town where we both live right now. There's a lot of people. It's, and I don't say this for anybody listening to get mad at me. <laughs> There's a lot of people that'll never be able to do what me and you do. They'll never be able to Correct. understand what me and you do. So yeah. That's the biggest thing is understanding it. There's so many people who just don't understand what we do at all. And since they don't understand it, what do they try to do? They try to bring you down to their level mm -hmm. since, since they can't get to where you're at. They want to bring you down to them. They can't ever reach the mountaintop, so they want you to have to fall your ass back down to the valley. Right. Yeah, that's why people beat you down. That's why people want to sit there and talk shit. That's why you said earlier, everybody's got a story to tell about you. They got fucking stories to tell about me. I love yeah. it. I love it. I always say that I must be a fucking legend around here. <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I want it to be that way. If I walk in our local bar and I see all the heads just turn. And then I see like about 12 sets of eyes go. Yeah. Yeah but, roll. yeah. but see, the older you get, the more you fucking love that. Mm -hmm. the, the more you fucking love that. Because I know that those are the same people 
that every time I post something are fucking watching it. Every oh, time, yeah. every time I put up a show, they're listening to it because they're waiting for me to say something to where they can be like, oh, he's a piece of shit or, yeah. or whatever. And they're not going to get that from me because anything that I fucking sit here and say, I'll say I'm a piece of shit. You can't, I'm going to say what the fuck I want to. I'm going to be the person I want to. More yeah, than, I'm going to be transparent. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, those people just aren't happy with themselves. Yeah. Or people that are painting a picture. The biggest, I think that I get the most hate from the people who are actually painting a picture of what, like, the life of, like, success or happiness or, you know, you've done well with yourself, what they think it looks like. They're painting that picture, especially on social media. So then you have me on social media who's, like, talking shit and making crude jokes and being honest about shit that has happened in my life and going on and on and to them that's wrong because you're just supposed to paint a good picture of success and my success doesn't look like their success I don't need to be a stay-at-home wife with a husband who makes a lot of money and kids that I'm just chilling with every day like my success looks like my I have two beautifully happy happy children who are fulfilled who have everything that they want who just have a mama at home you know their daddy lives in another house and they go see their daddy whenever you know they can whatever and I work for myself I'm now completely self-employed and I'm showing them that I'm following every single dream I have you know I've thought about what you do and how I might be good at it. And then doing the PR stuff for Dustin at Floribama was like, holy shit, I could do that too. Like there's no limit to what I can dream about. And that's what I'm showing my kids. And to me, that's what success looks like for me. Same for me, because I've said it many times, success or this life wasn't meant to be a nine to five and just working for somebody else to get rich. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's also not about going to college for everybody. Like it's not about going $200,000, $300,000 in debt for student loans just to get a fucking $20 an hour job that you're never going to pay back. It's not. So Gracie seeing me do the same stuff to where one day she can think that it's okay to dream her dream. That's success to me too. Everybody's got a whole different version of success. And by the way, what you just said right there, uh, for those who you probably wouldn't have, you probably wouldn't get it. One of the coolest things that I get to do and I got Macy to do it. I didn't even do it the whole time. Was it Florida Bama was yeah. <laughs> when you're going out with your artist buddies, getting up and promoting it. Florida yeah. Bama really ain't the place to do it. Cause you're, <laughs> it's not, but if you're learning, if you're learning, it's an easy place to do it. Cause you really can't fuck it up there. Yeah. <laughs> like, you get on stage in front of two, 3000 people at a, at an arena or something. And you're yeah. having to introduce somebody. It's a little bit more, a little bit more. First time I ever had to do it, I was in front of about 5,000 people introducing Tracy Lawrence. And oh, no. Tracy Lawrence and Lane Hardy. And oh. let me tell you, I almost had a heart attack. I said shit on stage. And <laughs> it was an event that I shouldn't have said shit at because there was kids in the audience. Of course. Uh, so, so, yeah, I was just like, oh, shit. Like, it was, it, was not, uh, it was not the best, but it wasn't the worst. But getting out of your comfort zone and doing that stuff, you figure out that, like, everything that you're learning on TikTok and on Instagram and everything, you can make a fucking career out of it. You can, yeah, be, absolutely. You can be a PR person. You can be a whole ass marketing team for somebody. Yeah. Floor Bama definitely like, yes, it was a lot of fun. And that's what I keep trying to explain to people. Somebody just yesterday was like, Oh my God, all you do is travel now. And I said, well, two things. Number one, we live in a big world and I want to see it. 
But number two, the things that I'm doing, it's not like I'm just out here partying. I'm learning so much about myself. I'm learning so much about this whole other world that I've never been introduced to. You know, I don't have anybody in entertainment that I have been around. I don't have anybody in, you know, promoting. I don't have anybody in marketing. I have people who are, you know, I was raised by farmers and a social worker and, you know, my my people, all of my family, they've just done office jobs. And I worked at a bank for four years because I just was like, well, you know, you grow up and you have kids and you get a job at a bank. And now I'm seeing like, especially at Florida, I see this whole world. And there were so many people that were just like y'all who were doing the same thing. Like we met, um, what was it? The funky lamp shade. Oh, yeah, that dude. I forgot about him. He was cool. I met him and we talked about Instagram for a while. I actually have his sticker on my laptop. Okay. Um, But we met, you know, we met your uncle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all these different people who are living this lifestyle that I'd never seen. And so what I did for Dustin, whenever you told me to go up, obviously the first time was terrible. But my in my mind, when you told me to go up. It took me a minute to even adjust because before you said go up there and promote his album, that wasn't an option to me because I hadn't ever experienced that before. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So you just opened up this whole world of all these things that I can do if I just put my mind to it and all these things that, like you just said, I'm already learning the tools through Instagram and TikTok. And so if I wanted to, I could start trying to work on a career in that as well. So it's crazy. It's awesome. <laughs> well, I, well, like one of the things that me and Dustin have talked about so much lately, and I've talked about it with other artists, and you can literally see it with Dimps right now. I said it to her months ago on the show, and sure as fuck, like a crystal ball. I knew it was going to happen, and it's happening. Uh -huh. Like you and people like her and other folks that have a positive, uh, like you're, you're very marketable companies are going to start grabbing a hold of you. And instead mm -hmm. of you, instead of an artist having to pay all this money for billboards, uh, marketing with radio tours and all this kind of stuff, this is what they're going to start doing. They're going to say, Macy, what do you got to do this week? Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you go on road, go on tour with us for a week or just go hang out with us for a whole week. Your Airbnbs pay for, or if you got to stay with Dustin, Josh, Justin, whoever, like, or you can just stay with us for free. Your food, your drink, your everything's paid for for your for a whole week in Nashville at the lake, wherever you go. It's a whole free ass vacation for you. All you got to do, we pay for you, fly it in, all this kind of stuff. You have no money tied up into it. All you have to do is every day make a post about Dustin Harry with mm -hmm. his music attached or whatever, or it doesn't even have to have Dustin in it. You doing a video like what Dimps does with somebody's with his music attached to where it becomes trendy. That's all that shit has to do. Now you will start getting paid for that. Like, yeah. It, it's going to happen for every good looking. It's not going to happen for men. It's going to be, it's going to be women. I mean, it doesn't make sense for men. Like I'm doing something for Aaron Watson right now. Aaron Watson's mm -hmm. album comes out this week, but mm -hmm. I only see that being very limited. There's only going to be guys like me 
that take music extremely serious that some of these guys that take music way fucking serious, like Aaron does, that wants that kind of stuff. Everybody else is going to want somebody that's very trendy that yeah. might do some stupid shit or whatever. Some of these guys don't want any of that stuff attached to their stuff. You don't Kinda see. Like, um, who is it? Bailey. Is it Bailey Warren? He just had a song come out and he works Zim- at Trader House. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was the Simmer guy. Is it Bailey Zimmerman? Zimmerman, I think. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I'm thinking Warren. But yeah, well, you know, Trader House, the guy, the TikTok guy, it was like BMO something for a while and then they started Trader House. Uh-uh. I don't think oh. so. I, I don't know. I don't, I, you know, about as good as I do. If it ain't got big tits, a bad joke, or pimple popping on Very TikTok. Very true. It's nothing but men. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't follow too much of anything on TikTok. Most of the time, my sound is even turned down on TikTok. Like, I just, You're just reading? Yeah, that's what I'm doing, Macy. I'm just reading what's on my For You page. I usually have got. Reading some, one and two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just checking out the assets. Uh, but no, that's what I think. And you are going to be somebody like me and Dustin. We're going to like, I would be surprised if, and I don't know whether you'd be free or not. Whenever me and Dustin go to Lake Martin in a couple weeks to his, uh, to their lake house and we're on the pontoon all week and everything, I'd be surprised if Dustin didn't like, Hey, see if Macy wants to come out for three days. Well, he's and, probably going to FaceTime me now. Cause you know, that day I didn't answer the FaceTime. He sent me a mad face. Oh yeah, we, we were playing golf. We were hammered, so drunk. We were. T- I can't remember what we were talking about. You, we, but I think it was actually this conversation. Oh, okay, because uh, th- I'm pretty sure this is what this conversation was because uh, he, he thought the world of because you don't realize how rare it is. He's even got friends, and I'm talking about people that we still love to death. He's way, way closer to these people than I am, but I, I know them pretty good too, that all it would take is them posting his album one time, them plugging his album one time on social media. And the next thing, you know, acquired taste is in the top 10 on iTunes. Like it, it take one, one minute video, one 30 second video. Yeah. Of this person, of these people's times. And he's blown the fuck up. But you don't get that from everybody. You don't, you don't get the help from everybody that you give them. I've been aggravated with men on this show time and time again. The men that have been on this show do not share that they're on this show. Women normally do. Mo- most every woman has shared that they've been on the show. Why wouldn't a man share that he was on the show? Uh, I think it's a couple reasons. Um, there's only, I, I, you know, I'm not, I don't want to be petty. Even though I'm a petty Is it bitch. like a masculinity thing? Like, Oh, I don't want to promote Josh Terry. I don't know if it's that because I used to think it was because I thought I was bad at what I do. Ah, and, but, the, but then, but then like, I think about it and it's like, but I'm not. Yeah, like, uh, it's not like that. it could be a lot of things. Not that, <laughs> but I'm not bad at this. I'm not. I'm not bad at conducting an interview or whatever. I know yeah. that I'm not. I think that men don't realize, and maybe the market is smaller for men. I don't think that most of the men that's been on the show realize there's a big enough piece of the pie for everybody. 
Oh. And I think that they're scared that if they promote somebody else, that one, their social media is liable to blow up and people's liable to leave them alone. Now, like you've had somebody like Justin Nunley. He shared my ship, but me and him are buddies. Like we're we're friends. If mm-hmm. me, if me and you and Emily would have drove an hour out of our way, he would have fucking sat down and ate and hung out with us. Like he's a he's a cool dude. Oh, uh, that was when you called. Yeah, but I our but if you remember the conversation, he's told me where he's lived a thousand times and invited me to play golf. And I can't fucking remember what beach it is. Yeah. You're like, I'm right outside of Panama city. He's like, Nope. I don't (laughs) fucking live there. Um, (laughs) but yeah, that's what, that's what they do. And men just, I don't know why they won't fucking share it. They never have. Um, but you'll get somebody like Damaris. I don't know if you know Damaris. Um, um, it's that stepmom life or whatever on uh, social media. She, uh, I think you've told me about her before. You would love her. Yeah, you, I think I think that's what you've told me is that I would um, love her. She was on the show last week or the week before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going up to her and her husband's uh, lake house at the end of July too, up in up in Tennessee. Um, but like they're genuinely good ass people, and they'll share stuff. But you get like people that are just so stuck the fuck up for whatever reason. They don't take time to help to help. And you have. That's where, yeah. you know, it means a lot to a bunch of us. Well, I'm a big believe, very big believer in karma. And the way that I look at it is like it's a button. It's just a button to hit to, you know, support somebody. And I have a platform to where I see these people chasing their dreams like. You got Justin Dukes. You got Blaine. What is it? Bunting. Bunting's Blaine, Bunting. bitch ass. Um, you have Dustin. You have Jake. So whenever I see them, they're posting on social media and like you can see that they've done the photo shoots and they're actually putting it. It's not like they're just singing songs on Instagram. You know what I mean? They're putting all this work into it because it is their career and it is their dreams. It's what they want to do. And why would I not be like, oh, hell yeah, that's awesome. Good for you. And just click the share button real fast because I want them to do that for me. You know, whenever I promote my brand, whenever I promote Mason Nicole Apparel or whenever I promote, you know, where I'm going to be or whatever, I, I want people to share it. And I want people to be like, good for her for chasing her dreams and putting hard work into it. I'm just going to share it so that my follower base can see it. Whether you have 2,000 followers or 12,000 followers or 120,000 followers, I don't care. I want, I want support because I support everybody why would you not support everybody you know what i mean yeah that's that's the same i feel the same way whenever you came out with your clothing line macy nicole apparel like i was i made a video for you right away yeah right I, away you were or, one of the first people to be like hey everybody go check this out yeah and i think that's how you should be it's not that hard yeah, it's to not support people you love yeah it's not fucking at all i i just don't get why more people aren't like that I understand yeah, I with the person I was kind of referring to with Dustin a while ago that uh, could share his stuff in a heartbeat. I understand that like they have to go through certain people, but it right. also kind of is like you could take away fucking two seconds. I know that you got like certain things you've got to go through, but you can do two damn seconds. Or you could just like ask for forgiveness. You could just post it and then just be like, hey, management team, I went ahead and posted it. Sorry. Yeah. See, that's how I feel. That's it's it. not a big deal. Dustin told me when we were at the beach, uh, we were drunk. It was that it was that first night when we was all in the kitchen before you know y'all started fucking playing Mike Tyson. Um, 
He said, Josh, I hope you get so fucking big that you don't have to talk to me anymore. Because that's how he feels. Yeah. I, that's literally how he feels. He's every time somebody blows the fuck up, they quit talking to him. Yeah. And it's not because they want to, it's because they're so busy that it's damn near impossible. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bitch, that ain't going to ever be me. I don't care. Now, there might be some people I cut off. Right. But it'll be because I feel like they're cancerous. It, I feel like they just want to use me or whatever. But people that help me get to that mountaintop, no, no, I don't feel like I'll, I don't feel like I'm going to enjoy being successful if I don't drag the people along with me that help make me successful. My friends. Absolutely. Yeah. If I don't like, if I don't bring, you, Duke, C. Blaine, Lee, if, if anything I can do to help improve you or anything vice versa, you can do to help improve me or them to help improve us. That's, that's a fucking group. Those are the people that you build something together. And I think that's what this is the kind of stuff that lasts the longest. Yeah. People who are on the same page in terms of how they, you know, support each other and care for each other. And I understand getting big and getting busy and not being able to, you know, talk to people the way that you used to. Like I've had to explain to a lot of people, they're like, Oh, you don't ever talk to me anymore. You don't answer the phone or you don't call me or whatever. And I've told you, I have to write it down to call somebody back because if I'm in the middle of a, what I call a content day, which is where I fully commit to social media and like strategizing. And sometimes I do it on Sundays or Mondays. I should probably be doing it today since I'm going to get back in the bed whenever we're done here. But when I have those days, my phone's on do not disturb. And I check my missed calls after and I write down, like call that person back because this is my career. I have yeah. to survive off of this. My kids have to survive off of this and it is busy. And it's not that I'm sitting here all day with nothing to do and only a few select friends to talk to. Now that I have this career, and that networking is so important. I have a whole lot more people that I have to talk to than I used to. So now it's like I spend that time where I could just be talking to my buddies that I used to talk to all day, every day. I don't have that time because I'm talking to the people that I have to talk to in order to continue my career and keep this going. Like I have a mortgage and a car payment to mouse to feed. So it's not like I'm just hanging out and I'm just making little TikToks and it's no big deal. I'm surviving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's one reason why I've had to cut off so many people in my hometown. Uh, I have a very limited. That's why I I don't stay depressed. I stay on the road because I can't hang out. I've got like a couple friends here. My big guy Neil that I love to death. His wife is also extremely pissed that you were here and she didn't get to meet you. Um, yeah she so next time you come back you gotta meet oh that's Uh, right because had i stayed that night i was gonna be able to meet her the next day yeah because i got a solid buzz on the way back and uh sorry that you had listened that radio so loud on the way back i sat here and i thought about it and i was like god damn that was loud josh i was texting mama the entire time and i was like no normal human listens to the radio this loud (laughs) I, i literally listen to it that loud everywhere i go but, you know, I was really sick, too, and just didn't tell anybody. Why didn't you tell me you were sick? I would have turned it off. I was really sick. That was, like, the peak of my sickness. And then I came home and slept for four days, and then I went to the doctor and got shot full of antibiotics. I was super sick that first day. Right. Home. Well, but that – anyway, I'm sorry. I, you should have told me. We had a, <laughs> I had a whole six-hour concert because I was so yes. over and I had to drink about four or five beers from Florida, Bama to here. Spaced them out. I wasn't drunk driving. 
Just he was not my, drunk driving. Just to make my hangover go away because mm-hmm. I was I didn't sleep with about three hours. If I yeah. slept, if I slept that long. That morning I was like, How do you feel? You're like, I feel good, I feel fine, I feel great. Let's get this trash taken off. And then we're driving and you're just increasing the radio every now and then. And I'm like, I don't think Josh feels great. I really don't. I didn't. Uh it caught me about 45 minutes after we left, 45 minutes to an hour after we left. And I was like, I've got five and a half more hours of this shit. I'm fixing to struggle. Yeah. Now, so we rode with you six hours and then drove seven hours home. And when I tell you that last, like probably hour and 20 minutes of that drive, I was the most miserable I've ever been in my entire life. I was like 80 and a 55 trying to get my ass home. I was so done. So done. When I drove back from Texas after dropping you off of the airport, it's a 13 hour drive. I did it in (laughs) one fucking span. And I remember because you were supposed to stop and then you text me. You're like, I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to. I turned the radio. I turned the radio up and I rode. But uh, um, no, what I was saying about cutting like people off in your hometown or whatever, like, it, and I don't think it's just because it's your hometown or a small town or anything like that. Like, you have to you have to cut the people off that don't understand you anymore, mm-hmm. and that and that shit sucks. Because there's people, there's people that I fucking love. There's a dude I was talking about on the podcast yesterday. There's a dude that I grew up with. There's a picture. I'm not saying it's a famous picture, but there's a picture that means a whole hell of a lot to me and three other guys, or it used to. Now it means a whole hell of a lot to me and two other guys. Mm-hmm. And the third person in that picture, the dude hadn't done much with his life. And it's not really his fault. I don't think. I think he's been through a lot of trials and tribulations and stuff like that. And I have offered him a job here. I've, I've offered him to go places with me. I've tried to help him at times and, you know, try to get his life back on track and all this kind of stuff. And the dude just ignores the fuck out of me, like ignores me. And I had to get it through my head and it hurt my feelings. It hurt my feelings bad. Cause it was like, dude, you're fucking family to me. Like you're yeah. one of my best friends growing up. Like for 30 years, we were so close. Yeah. And now like, you think that you're too cool to hang out with me? That's what it made me feel like. Like you think that you're too good to hang out with me. And when you kind of get it through your head that not everybody gets you, not everybody wants you to succeed, you got to cut them off. And when you start cutting those people off, that toxic shit in your life, oh boy, it starts going away. And you you just have that healthy environment around you. I know if I need a good conversation, I can call you. I can call my buddy Brooklyn. I can call Dustin. I can sometimes call Lee if he's not being <laughs> a little bitch that day. Like I, I know who to call, and y'all don't yeah. y'all don't live here. But I don't necessarily need you to to still have that connection with somebody. Yeah, and see that is something that I have struggled with and you know what I mean whenever I say this being from a small town it's really hard to jump out of that mindset of I'm not good enough for these people because I don't fit in with them because that's all I've grown up with like I've grown up in the expectations of this little town and now the people who I used to be on the same page with those are the same people who are now saying oh she don't talk to anybody because she does TikTok and oh she thinks she's so great she thinks she's so cool she's too good for us and like that shit makes you feel guilty but when people keep putting that ugly attitude in your head it's sometimes hard to just be like well I hear it and I've just brushed it off sometimes you feel like 
well, damn, am I kind of a piece of shit? And I'm really lucky. Number one, I think that you and I like ended up talking whenever we did for the perfect reason. Cause remember we were supposed to do a show and then we didn't. And it wasn't until like six months later that we actually yeah. ended up working. Well, the place I was in, whenever you initially asked me to do the show, I was not at all ready to start seeing my life in a different way. And then you and I talked first and then we gained that friendship. And that is whenever I was like, okay, I'm going to make a big deal out of this. Like this, this can actually be, be something. And because I'm good at it and because I like it, because it makes me happy, I actually feel fulfilled whenever I succeed at a goal that I have, you know, set for myself and being here in this town, I love where I live. I have incredible neighbors. My kids are happy here. The school that my little boy goes to is I moved into this school specifically for him to be here because he's doing so much better here. Like I love where I'm at. Don't get me wrong, but nobody here understands me. And I'm lucky because I do have you and I do have, you know, the people that I can call, but the most, the biggest blessing to me has been not only in this, have I grown to have a different mindset, but it almost seems like me and mama have been on the same wavelength since I started deciding that I could do this. Like there was not once a time where she was like, well, I don't really understand what you're doing. Like she Googles marketing. She Googles digital marketing and social marketing. And she like researches it and she sends me articles and she like, she'll text me out the blue and she'll be like, I know that you think that everybody in this town is just waiting for you to fail, but you're just going to show them up. You're I'm so proud of you. And like my daddy, not the one I call my dad, who is my mom's boyfriend, but my actual daddy, he is as supportive as he can be, but he's very, you know, he grew up very small minded. So like I was told by somebody who ran into him, he, they said, how's Macy? And he was like, well, I don't really know what she does, but I guess she does. On, she does good on social media. And like, that's good. Cause that's still supportive, but having mama there being like, I want you to succeed and I want to give you every tool to succeed. And I want to help you. And I want to be with you through that. She is probably at this point, the only reason that I haven't given up and like, just let everything go. Because when I'm sitting on her couch and I'm like, I just am not good enough for this. She's like, um, <laughs> yes, you are. And here's what we're going to do about it. Well, well, you definitely fucking are. It's some people have got it written on their foreheads. Like it's obvious with you, you have got, you have something that you can't teach. You have this, like, what is it called? an orbit around you to where people are just drawn into you. It's, it's like to where, whether it's a man that just easily falls for you or it's women that just easily fucking want to be next to you and be your friend or whatever it is. Like you, you can't teach that it's your personality's bigger than what you, than what you realize even yet. And I know I've told you that like so yeah. many, so many times, <laughs> but <Poor team. laughs> yeah, but, you can't teach just that when people say that like they gravitate towards you, mm -hmm. you, you, you can't teach that people want to hear what you have to say and you're only going to get better at it. There's going to be a whole lot of times you want to quit. Yeah. There's going to, I promise you, you just started. There's going to be yeah. a whole lot of times you want to quit. There's been, I, I think this is six or seven years for me now. I can't tell you how many times I've been like, fuck this mm -hmm. but 
it all pays off, especially the fact that you're in your 20s. If I could go back and start over where you're at right now, I know that by the time you're my age, you'll be fucking surpassed where I'm at at my age. Like you, you're going to, you're going to be fucking murdering it by the time you're my. I sure hope so. You you'll are, be, you, you'll be up there with me too, though. Oh, I, oh, I will, I will. But <laughs> I just be a little bit later in life and won't get to enjoy quite as much anymore. So I'll be old and rickety. <laughs> You'll be like, damn, Macy, let's go sit down. My back hurts. <laughs> God damn, that's already there. <laughs> it is already. <laughs> I it, wake it, up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, you just, you just got to surround yourself with the right folks. This keep, yeah, that, that's the biggest thing. Like I used to think TikTok was kind of a joke with some of these friendships. I really did. Like, I used to think this is the fakest shit I've ever seen to where you'd be like, why, why do these people, you know, you, you got to have folks around you. Right. And I, yeah. I, I guess I'm jaded on it because the people that I've connected with, I've connected through music and I've connected through Lee. So it's been like, it's been like, I didn't have to have an app to find my friends. Right. But I have found some fucking wonderful people because of stupid ass TikTok and people that I really consider that I'm close with. And yeah, absolutely. I have, it helps I have every so many facet of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whenever people ask, like, well, how did you meet Josh? I'm like, TikTok. <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's kind of weird. But the thing is, like, I cannot imagine life without you. I cannot imagine life without Evan, who he's on, he's on, um tiktok as nobleton he's got he was born with like his arm to here and then he's just got he calls it his baby hands he has a little baby in there uh -huh. i was at his baby shower in virginia and like now we facetime once or twice a week and i talk to him and his baby mama and the baby and me and mama like mama tells them to call her mama and <laughs> we have facetimes with the baby and i can't imagine not being friends with them and there's just so many people now. I am sad, super. I was super sad in Florida that we didn't get to meet TikTok's mama. Uh, yeah, I didn't understand. Like, uh, I didn't really get that. I was uh, told I was going to meet her, and then I didn't. Yeah, I, I. If I probably would have pressed the issue, I just am not the one, and it's probably my fault more than anything because she even said soon as we got there, like kind of tell us some times and stuff that what we were going to do and everything. She wanted to meet me and you, um, cause she had just done the show a couple of days before then anyway. And we really hit it off. Uh, I didn't really call or text her a lot. I just, I'm weird about that. Like I'm going to send you one text message. Yeah. And I forget I've got like 170 unopened text messages on my phone right now. <laughs> I forget that everybody else's phone looks like that. And sometimes you have to double text people. Sometimes mm -hmm. like I've got pissed this week. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I've got pissed probably the past three or four days because I've messaged people. I fucking texted Dimps the other night at three o'clock in the morning, drunk as shit. Oh God. And I don't know why I literally sent her a message and I was like, what the hell are you doing? LOL. And she messaged me back and she was like, I'm sleeping dumbass. LOL. And I I sent her a message the next morning and I was like, I have no idea why the hell I messaged you. She's one of the few people that will get back to me pretty quickly. Like she, mm -hmm. she, she's been real cool. But there's been some of the folks like I've messaged that they 
it's like they won't message me back now. And I get pissy about it, but then I got to remember the phone probably looks just like mine. Yeah. And, and maybe while we was down there, we should have we should have messaged Aphelia, Aphelia a couple more times. And uh, we got her attention. I should have called her. That probably would have been the best move. I tell people all the well, time just to call me, not text You me. get kind of shut down on planning, though, whenever we're traveling. Like, you're just like, yeah, we'll just Uber out and drink beer, and maybe we'll see so-and-so. Like, that's your vibe the whole time. Yeah. Uh, do you – yeah, fuck it. Do you know that I don't realize how long that we were there at the bar the last day, by the way? Every, I keep joking with people about this. I thought – 14 hours. I thought – the last day, this is how drunk I was. I thought that we left the bar at 10 o'clock at night Mm-mm. on the last day at the bar. Mm-mm. That's where I got that floor bama strip is sitting at the bar for 14 hours. That's- Cause we started on the beach bar and ended in the inside bar. No, you went on a darn dinner date. I didn't go on a dinner date. I went and picked on the fucking guy from MTV. Isn't that the one they call daddy? Yeah, but I kept talking to him like he was a situation from MTV. I kept, I kept, <laughs> I kept getting him confused. <laughs> I kept get, I was so drunk, I kept getting him confused with, with the situation. Um, yeah. Mike, the situation. I went with Caleb and his wife, and like there was another guy there. There was one introduced me to about some other stuff coming up, and he happened to be there, and he was involved with it. And uh, anyway. It just got to be where me and him talked and me, him and his girlfriend sat there and started doing shots. And I was already too blacked out to be doing shots with them. And uh, they kept buying. So I kept drinking and I started talking to him as if he was uh, the situation and not daddy from, from party down South thought he was the situation from Jersey shore. I kept getting it confused in my head and he was nice enough to where he never corrected me. He never corrected you. He was like, yeah, we'll just let this guy. Yeah, but it, it even, like, I think you've been around some of these conversations. He opened up, like, people get sentimental. I started talking about, like, the mental health stuff and everything. Yeah. And so, like, he starts, like, kind of getting sentimental or whatever. Uh-oh. And it was kind of cool, like, his, especially his girlfriend was, like, really just, like, impressed with it. And uh, and anyway, it was it was awkward because I was, like, I was like, this isn't the conversation I'm supposed to be having with this guy. This is, I definitely don't want to. This guy's do- fun. Yeah, I'm I, drunk. I was like, I'm supposed to be fucking with this guy right now. Like, I was having yeah. fun. I was having fun aggravating him and, you know, him not telling me who he really was or That's him funny. not correcting me. And then the next thing you know, emotions. <laughs> emotions every damn time, though. I know. How so, do I end up always telling somebody at the bar my life story? Always. They probably asked for it always just my life story i sat with these two guys whenever i lost both you and emily you you remember me telling you about the guy who walked up to me with a tequila shot and i was like no sir that could be roofies remember that uh i do not so when i lost y'all i went upstairs looking for emily because i knew she had been in that part of the bar and this guy just walked up to me with a tequila shot and goes here take this shot it's tequila i noticed you'd order tequila at the bar and i was like sir that's probably a roofie. No, thank you. And he literally, Josh, told me that he didn't want to roofie me. He didn't have to do that. If I would just let him take me out on the beach and go skinny dipping, then he wouldn't have to roofie me. Yeah, he definitely has been a roofie. Weirdest effing pickup line in my entire life. But so 
declined old boy by running downstairs and just kind of grabbing the first tall guy I saw and making a face like save me. And then I said, Hey, everybody's coming back to my place. Right. And he, he caught on very quickly, knew what I was doing. So he pulled me in his, his little group. Well, they were D one basketball players from some college. The two guys. Of course. That's who you gravitated towards. (laughs) I was like, what the heck? Like, how did I end up here? I thought you were normal. And he's like, well, tell me about yourself. What do you do? Where are you from? And I ended up, I, ha- I have a note in my phone where I wrote down his name and wrote down that he told me that if I did anything with my seven-year-old child in terms of what sport to, um, what sport to like really encourage him to play, it needed to be baseball. And because he was a left-hand hitter, I needed to really encourage that and get him in a baseball camp. I like made a whole note of advice that he gave me on my seven-year-old's freaking baseball career. In the bar at two o'clock in the morning. Okay, well, that, that, that's that's one way to uh to go about it. So um, weird. Yeah, we that whole last night got weird. Uh, that but, was really weird. I ended up with those girls from Mississippi at the Waffle House. Yeah, I wish I'd have been there for that. Um, Where I am. Yeah. Oh my God! How did we survive? I don't know because we got there at one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And we both left the bar at the same time. It was four o'clock in the morning. By the way, I keep trying to tell people this. They don't believe me. I did not wear jeans and boots on purpose to the fucking beach. I thought that it was in the inside bar on the other side, and it ends up being on the beach. And uh, No, what happened was you were hoping that somebody would go, she said, don't cowboys drink whiskey. All right. <laughs> so it, 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 it worked, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were the only man on the beach with boots and jeans. You were standing out like a sore thumb. I wouldn't call it a sore thumb. It was a good thumb. Yeah. It's a good thumb. Yeah. <laughs> Finger popping in each other's asshole. <laughs> on the motherfucking meat. <laughs> Boy, that was our, I don't know why that was what we kept calling know. each other all week. Oh that was goodness. that was a weird saying just to pass around. And we around said it in week. the Uber, remember? No, Everybody. It, no, I don't remember a single Uber ride. Okay, the Uber on the way to the bar, we all just started going, think of popping each other's assholes, and the Uber driver was just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Did Emily tell you about the last Uber drive? Yeah, that he had a man in or he had a woman in his trunk. Yeah, oh, no, yo, she's insane. There was no <laughs> fucking okay. You tell them. Do you remember? Okay, well, she said that you stayed in the gas station for an hour. Oh, it's not a fucking. I don't even know why I was in there that long. I think I was trying to find her wine and and me beer. The Uber driver went in and got you. And while he was in the gas station, Emily heard a knocking at in the trunk and said, "Say hello if you're in there." And she heard him say, she heard somebody say hello, and then the Uber driver got back in, so she didn't say anything. It was what she said. Yeah, that guy hated me. <laughs> I, it seemed like every Uber that we got in was pr- pretty weird, I think, while we was there. Besides the one guy that dropped us off, I think that day, the last day, the one that was like playing some like some eighties rock when we was in there. He was pretty cool. But besides Oh yeah, that, yeah. You like the eighties rock guy. Well, my guy that took me back to Florida Bama whenever y'all were already at the house that night. He made me walk to the Waffle House because he couldn't find how to get to the house. He made you walk to the Waffle House? He messaged me on the Uber app. was like, I'm in the Waffle House parking lot, and it's close to your location. Can you walk there? 
And I walked to the Waffle House parking lot. And then he messaged me after my Uber ride and said, we make a great team. Oh, yeah. He's trying to, boy, say, uh-uh. These Uber drivers are slick. They'd be trying to get some, boy. <laughs> I was like, um, I they, don't think we made a good team. I had to walk to Waffle House. <laughs> they think they think they slick. He wasn't slick. He was driving a minivan. God. He had to get out and push the button so the door would deep, 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 deep so I could get in. I don't even remember what we did every day. It's all a blur. Like, I remember day one, and I remember day the last day. The other days is just a complete blur to me. So, day one was um, the Riverfront Bar. No, the big. You try to beat day, the girl's ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Day one was the girl with the cowboy hat, and then I sang with Jake and overpowered Mike, what the fuck ever. And then day two, he was at the yacht club. And day two evening, we went back over to the beach part of the bar, not the sand beach, but just the beach bar, and ran into Dan. And that was when okay. we met Dan. Day three, which was one's the yacht, yacht again? Which was the yacht club? The stage that was on the beach by all the boats. Okay, okay, okay. So, so we day were, three. We were there twice? Yeah, we were at Yacht Club two days. Because he was at the Yacht Club again day three. And Holy shit. Dan met us there and said put everything on his tab, order, order everybody tacos and all their beers and tequila and blah, blah, blah. And I got stuck with a $211 tab. What? Dan left. Yeah. I thought, I didn't think it was that much. I thought Dustin was, had said that to me. No, so Dan literally was like, "Do you want to? You want to eat?" And I said, "Yeah, I'm pretty hungry. I'll order tacos." And he said, "No, just get like a plate of tacos and a plate of nachos for the table, and I'll pay for it." And then I had already paid for three of my drinks because I didn't have a tab open. I just was paying every time. And he told the waiter to bring me a tequila drink, my tequila and pineapple. And the waiter was like, "Okay, man, do you want me to start your tab?" And I said, "Yeah." And he said, "No, put it all on my tab." So then for the whole rest of the afternoon, all the food and drinks were going on Dan's tab and Dan left. And when we were all trying to walk out because our Uber was there, the waiter like ran to me and was like, here, I'll just square up with you. And it was $211. Oh, no, he's going to pay for that. Hey, so $211. We'll, we'll see, I was like, well, see, you, you don't know this because this is funny. That entire time, I thought he, so his brother was the one that was married to my aunt. I have not seen them since I was, God damn, I was a baby. So like, Dan wasn't even your uncle? Well, he's my uncle's brother. He's so your uncle-in-law. Uncle-in-law. But, like, he hasn't been, like, in the family, I guess, in pretty much my entire life. I mean, <laughs> literally. Like, maybe he might have been in my life one of the uh, 34 years I've been alive, and I don't even think it's that. Like, I don't even think it's that, but I mean, they knew me growing up and everything. And like, they yeah, were, I mean, essentially they were, knew who you were. Yeah, they knew there was around and everything, but I can't believe that. Uh, that's in, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to message him because I think he gave me his number because he went, he got emotional with me. He got emotional with me about yeah. being a single mom and, you know, he knew what that was like and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I'm, you know, it is what it is. I paid the tab, whatever, no big deal. We ate, we drank. It is what it is. But, that was day three. And then that was the day that Pensacola come up and you were like, who was that? And I said, I met him at the bar. And then he left. And then we all got home and I was like, are y'all cool if I go back to the bar to hang out with Pensacola? Remember that? 
And we were like, yeah, Macy, you can go hang out with him if you want to. This is what Pensacola sounded like. He was all squeaky and shit. Sound like a dog's chew toy. He said, when he said my name, it was like, Macy. Macy. <laughs> hey, Macy. How you doing? The whole way home, me and Emily were like, Macy, you have such pretty feet. <laughs> he said you had pretty feet. Yeah, he said I had pretty feet. He put my, well. <laughs> Never mind. He <laughs> said I have pretty feet. What? <laughs> he did. He said I have pretty feet. I still oh. talk to him occasionally on the Snapchat, on the old Snapchat. He just knew Nashville. Uh, of course he did. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so I go hang out with Pensacola that night. And then the next day we went out to the beach bar and that was when you had jeans on at the beach. We got there. We got out to the beach at 1.30. We didn't leave the bar until 4 a.m. So we were out there for almost, what is that, almost 14 hours? Good God. See, I literally thought we left at 10 o'clock that night. No, sir. We left at, we left at 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, and then, because I had, Emily had found you and was with you, but she had left me mad. I don't even remember why she was mad. I just remember she was mad. But I had just got her away from the girl who threw her beer, who she was trying to fight. I was trying to so fight got, her daughter. <clears throat> I got uh, him, I got hemmed up with it. Her, you know what's funny? Her what? daughter, the daughter, which was a grown woman, by the way. This she one was crazy. This one was oh boy. She she had those. What do you? She what do you had those eyes? Yes, yeah, she did, boy. Do you? What do you call those outfits? Whatever she had on, it's got the whole slit down the, each side of the pants where it's just like the ankles. It was like a Shein thing. So it yeah. was the bathing suit top and the bathing suit bottom. And then she had the sheer like tie up skirt and the slit came all the way up. to. Her oh, hip. boy, this bit will groan. It was funny. <laughs> she was making everybody else buy her drinks. Yeah. Hell yeah, she was. But she kept buying me drinks. <laughs> I don't buy women. Drink. You didn't notice that at the bar. Like, I don't buy women uh, drinks. Except for me. You buy my well, I'll buy. I'll buy y'all. Y'all are with me. Like, yeah, I, I'll buy could, but you've bought me drinks while we was there. Well, I know, yeah. and I'm sure Emily bought me drinks while I was there. Tab and Brandy, I'm sure everybody did. Yeah, we all just kind of swap responsibilities. Yeah, <laughs> D- Dust, Dustin, too. Like, I, if you're with us, I this is what I kind of expect like everybody kind of to bounce off of each other, and, yeah, and, and all that shit and everything. But uh, it was funny because she like looked at me and she's like, uh, you want to go buy me a shot of tequila? And I was like, everybody else is buying you a shot of tequila in here. If you want to buy anything or if you want one, you can go get me one. Yeah. And, and she was like, okay. <laughs> and then I did not really, I knew that her and Emily had kind of got into it with each other. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I'm fucked on this one. Good job. And then you had already broke her little brother's heart and I had to break his heart even more because of you. How do you do well, that was funny? I had to I had to look that boy in the eyes and I had to say, son, I know you're gonna keep chasing her like a little puppy dog in heat. She ain't gonna do nothing but leave you with a bar tab and a broken heart at the end of the night. She's gonna get in that Uber and she ain't talking to your ass. You can go- his dad. So I said I was hungry and he said he would take me to dinner. And I was like, okay, cool, let's walk across the road and go to dinner. Well, his dad came while we were sitting down eating dinner and his dad was like, well, look at you, little miss. You're, you're doing good, huh? You're getting a free meal and everything out of this. And he was like, dad, shut up. 
And I just went, uh-huh. Yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to bullshit you. <laughs> yes, I sure am. Your son offered to take me to dinner. So I'm getting my free meal. Thank you very much. And then when everything was fine until they all came over just raising hell and I went back over to the bar and he was like, well, I'm just going to stay with you. They're going home. I'm just going to stay with you. The, the, the boy did. I think yeah. he was like 21. He was a he baby. Was like, he was a baby. Yeah. He was like, I'm just going to stay with you. And I looked him dead in his face, Josh. And I said, I'm not going to lie to you. You need to go ahead and go with your parents. Cause your Uber ride is going to be an hour. Your dad's already told you that. And I'm not going to hang out with you the rest of the night. I'm going back over to the bar. I'm going to buy my friend. I'm going to find my friends. And that's going to be that. Well, he still followed me around. And then his sister pulled up with a sugar daddy she had found in a corner. Yep. And he was just right behind me. And he tried to pay for my drinks. And I was like, all right, I got to cut this off. So I slammed a $20 bill into the bartender's hand real fast so I could pay for my own drink so that I could at least say, you know, all right, you're closed down. Thank you. Goodbye. And I took my tequila and ran upstairs. And he found me at the top of the damn steps. And I said, it is best honey, if we just go our separate ways. <laughs> yeah, because he was brokenhearted when I found him because the sugar uh, the sugar daddy got mad at me. Oh, the, did he? Well, he didn't get mad at me, but like when me and old girl was sitting there and we was dancing and we was bullshitting or whatever, you could tell like he was just kind of like, I didn't spend a lot of money on this bitch. Like, he had. He had been following her around. He paid for her to get in. Yeah, I ain't following a goddamn thing. Um, but then like, oh boy, is sitting there talking to me and he's talking to me while I'm talking to his sister. And at this point in time, I'm like trying to cut off your ties with him. So he'll leave me and his sister the fuck alone. So then he has no ties to me. So I go ruthless with him. I'm just like, look, dude, this bitch is fitting to break everybody's heart in this bar. She's fitting to get every free drink she can. She's going to give you a wrong number. I, I probably was even like, Dude, you don't even want it. It ain't even no good. Like I was, you probably, probably did. Yeah, I probably was like just telling him the worst shit yeah. I could say about you. I was probably like, dude, literally, she's a piece of shit. Like uh, you could do yeah. so much better. You're a good looking dude. There's a lot of drunk girls up there on top. Just go up there. Go ahead. Yeah, he was cute. He was cute. He was a little squeamish, but he was cute. He could have went and found him another girlfriend very what easily. What the fuck just, do you mean squeamish? He was a little like, um how do you put it whenever i would try to actually engage in like the legitimate conversation with him he was kind of like well um my, my five-year plan is <laughs> he was just very he was not cut out for florabama we'll put it that way he was not cut out for florabama bitch you were at like a whole ass cougar eating it up there i i, I saw was, i saw you for a little smile, while now. the smile i was eating up but once we actually got sat down to dinner and he started treating it like a job interview is when i was like shit um let, uh, let me let me eat this uh, shrimp and grits real quick. <laughs> See you, fucking trashy bitch. That, but hey, maybe maybe you should take some notes from this kid. And next time you go on a date with a guy, maybe you should treat it like a job interview. <laughs> maybe you should check some credit scores, some background yeah. history. You know, may, maybe you should look into Hell a yeah. dude. Hey, I am now sponsored by Public Data Check, which is where you get your your background reports. Thank you. <laughs> Don't you worry. You're what? I'm sponsored by um, Public Data Check. What is Data Check? Are it's, you saying um, Data Check or Dad a Check? Public Data 
chick. Okay. I thought you said data chick. It's a website where you put in like their birthday or you put their first and last name and either their birthday or the state that they live in. And you can do a background check on them or their family, people they're related to. Yeah. You can see when they've been arrested. I mean, parking tickets they've had. Well, their current address. Oh, well, that's fucking safe. If you want to be a real good stalker, just check out datacheck.com. Well, I don't know. My ex-boyfriend, he had a prior um, stalking conviction and was going to court for communicating threats and um, injury to personal property. And had I done a background check before we started dating, I might have asked a little more questions because you don't just get a stalking conviction. No, nah, you got to earn that bitch. You got to earn that bitch. You got to put some fucking work in to get a stalking conviction, okay? Yeah, I almost was a, a sexual offender. Because you peed in public. I pissed in public. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I literally, when I lived in Valdosta before Gracie was born, uh, I was trying to go to Valdosta State, not Valdosta State, but the technical college down there. And the bars in Valdosta, Georgia, are all on one road. It's called Remerton. And where I lived at was only about two blocks from there. So when the bars closed, 2.30, everybody would start walking. Well, I had to piss one night, and there was a Zaxby's. And I thought it would be really funny to walk behind the Zaxby's and piss where everybody orders. Like So when everybody, like the next day, just because I'm a piece of shit, I'm thinking everybody's going to be ordering their chicken tenders. And I could think in my head, I just put my dick on that, you know, the ordering hole. Well... <laughs> Literally, I'm pissing on where you order at, and a fucking cop car is backed in next to the trash can at Zaxby's to where you can't see them. And I don't know if you've ever seen me take a piss where I'm not supposed to take a piss at, but I dance a little bit when I'm pissing in public because I don't have to, I don't have to like hit a certain hole like a toilet. So, like, I'm just like waving it around and like right. <laughs> writing my name and i i've probably still got like some usher like yeah yeah in my head like <laughs> like leaving the bar or some shit and literally i'm pissing the cop turns his headlights on i turn around and i'm just like god damn it mm, I, just, I finished pissing luckily he gave me a warning but he literally told me he was like son you realize if you do this again and i catch you you were this close to becoming a sex offender. Like you would have been on a registry because you're piss dancing on the Zaxby sign. You would have had to literally register and tell everybody the rest of your life that you exposed yourself in public. It would have been a great story, but at the same time, like some bitch would have been like, looked me up and yeah. been like, been like I can't I, date I, you because you're a sex offender. But if they just found out I was piss dancing on the Zaxby sign, I think they would have been cool with it. Yeah, they'd have been like, oh, well, that's kind of cute. Because <laughs> ain't, ain't, ain't a damn one of y'all haven't pissed in public. So, to be honest, I've, I've peed in, like, a parking lot or something, like, open both doors and just piss in the parking lot real fast. Yep. Um, my most impressive peeing in public was probably when I peed in a diaper in my car. <laughs> you pissed. What? Did you say <laughs> oh, you pissed in a diaper in your car? <laughs> <laughs> so we were building our house this is back whenever i was married i had 
just had Graceland and you cannot hold your pee after that, especially yeah. me because the way I had her, like I just I could not hold my pee, and I had to pee right that second. And I was outside in the parking lot and couldn't piss in the parking lot. There's workers everywhere. And I just grabbed a diaper out of her diaper bag and just kind of sat in the passenger seat and put it right there and just prayed that it was going to work. And it did. It worked flawlessly. <laughs> I just filled up the diaper. That is the most disgusting. That's sick. <laughs> That's not, that is not as bad as peeing on a Zaxby's order and speaker. No, it's worse. <laughs> that is the sickest shit I've ever heard. Did you did you actually put the diaper on or did you hover? No, I just no, I literally put it in my hand like this because it, it was a newborn diaper. So I just put it in my hand like this, and then I just kind of like <laughs> picked up and then I just held it there and peed and then just pulled it off. You're disgusted. <laughs> that's fucking sick, Macy. Oh god, that's I think it's impressive. No, it's not. I was at Wrightsville Beach not long ago, maybe like a couple months ago or maybe only a month ago and um, was walking back to the um, house from the bar mm -hmm. and a girl stopped dead in front of me on the sidewalk and pulled her pants down and peed. And it was like, we were by houses because there's houses right there across from the bar. We were by the houses. She just stopped on the sidewalk and peed on the sidewalk. We all just kind of stood there looking at her like, okay. I look, ever since I got my appendix took out, probably shit i don't know seven years ago eight years ago something like that uh if i've got to go to the bathroom one or two i'm going like i, I can't i can't stop it I, I literally the second it comes about get the fuck out my way i pull over on the side of the interstate now like i know that i'm getting an indecent exposure i just hope that the officer that pulls me over understands that my bladder is shot you should just keep some diapers in your car uh no, There's, there, <laughs> no, no. I gotta. I, I I try my best to like do the Gatorade bottle. Like, oh, I can't do that. Well, no shit. I no, can, there I, are girls who can do that. Yeah, I don't want to meet her though. And Emily, you've done better. Emily will pee in a bottle in a skinny minute. She seems like the type of bitch that could piss in a bottle. She said she could pee in a bottle. I was like, what the heck? I can't pee in a bottle. Uh, I'll see how a girl can. I can, I mean, I know like where and it, I know where I should put it probably, but I'm not trusting it to not pee all over myself. I don't I do trust. It. I don't trust nothing down there with y'all. I don't. It just <laughs> probably also, a good thing. Yeah, it gets you in trouble every time. But uh, Macy, tell them about your clothing line real fast before we get off of here, so they can go look it up and uh, buy some shit from you. Yes. Yeah, so we're on Facebook and Instagram. It's called Macy Nicole Apparel. Um essentially it's just hippie punchy boho kind of whatever the heck style uh i wanted it to be pretty much which is i wear a shit ton of graphic t-shirts so we have a shit ton of graphic t-shirts um but then we have like the funky dress that i showed you while we were at floor bama stuff like that i like very what, what funky dress the black and it was all glittery and it had the cut out all the way down and it had, has the ring and then it's got the splits on the side and i was wearing it and dustin was like yeah that's not the vibe here so oh, I put no, it, on it was way too dressy it was it way, was too, way dress too dressy, dressy. yeah i remember I yeah remember but it's like super 80s vibe kind of and my thing is like if it's not normal 
if it's not a super normal outfit, if it's kind of risky or a little boho or vintage, whatever, like that's what I like. So that's, I, I just keep stuff like that in stock. Um, and then we work on designs as well. We're actually working on a brand new design right now that me and my dad just came up with. Um, and it's called High Class White Trash. And it's going to be a whole line of nothing but hats, T-shirts, bumper stickers, keychains, high class white trash. <laughs> that's cool. I'm glad to see you doing stuff like that. Yeah. Well, um, actually, I work with Jay Piper. My guy. Yeah, your guy. He's awesome. He's still like anything that's done on the website, Jay does. I don't have to touch it. I just send him a text message. So, but it's just MasonNicoleApparel.com. Yeah, he is a, he is a one of a kind. He's a really solid, good dude. I like him. He's awesome. He's easy to work with too. Cause sometimes he'll text me and be like, you didn't include anything I needed in that email. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. My bad. <laughs> yeah, no, he hates me. <laughs> he, I know he hates me. I don't, ex- I don't explain anything well through text message and we, uh-huh. and we went to school together. So like I've known him forever and he's, he did the first bearded bastard logo. I mean, he's done everything for me since I've started with all the stuff. And I know that when I message him and he sees my name pop on the fo- pop up on his phone, he's got to be like, what the fuck does he want now? <laughs> uh, I know that he's like that. I yeah. I, lo- I love him to death, and I think he likes me. But at the same time, I have to ignore, I, like, annoy the shit out of him because there's no way, there's no way he's just like this is going to be easy today. Josh, I know I do. Well, you're supposed to. That's what that's what, we, take- that's what we pay him for. <laughs> I'm like, hey, are you having a great day? I really hope you are. Um, listen, I'm about to send you 28 new products to go online. <laughs> Get to it when you can. It's, I know it's totally out of the blue. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would, he would hate me. <laughs> <laughs> I just get him to do the designs and then I fuck up the website. Nice. Uh, yeah. But anyway, well, Macy, uh, I love you to death. I'm fucking proud of you. You keep doing what you're doing, darling. And, um, thank you. And, uh, yeah, I hope you get uh, your sickness under control. I don't like seeing you feel bad. I appreciate that. I'm actually going to uh, just get back in the bed and hope for the best tomorrow because the kids have a birthday party, so I got to get get it going. Well, don't go, don't go make all them kids sick. Yeah, I'm going to try my best not to. Antibiotics for 24 hours. It'll be good. Um, And uh, also, too, if, uh, if I don't end up taking a date, since now you're always going to be like my second option if I don't take a date to somewhere. <laughs> Hello, you're the well. I can't get laid. I might as well take you and laugh. <laughs> That's a really good idea. Actually. I know. If I can't get no pussy, I'm gonna take my pal. <laughs> that might uh, be my favorite line. Uh, I hate me. Um. But anyway, uh, next month, um. I'll give you the dates and everything on it, but uh, whenever we go to the lake, I'm going to the lake with Damaris and them. You need to meet them just for career shit. You need, okay. I'll, I'm going to send you her TikTok whenever we get off of here. A lot of the stuff that you do, uh, as far as the clothing stuff and everything goes, she would be mm-hmm. great somebody for you to collab with and get to know. Oh, um, awesome. So uh, I think y'all two would buy very, very well. Um, and uh, if you can't make that or you don't want to go to that uh, – if you want to go with me and Dustin to to Lake Martin, I think you would. Uh, I think y'all could probably bring like your kids to that shit. Um, yeah, I think I already committed to go into the lake as long as I'm available. Cool, that's good. Yeah, good because that'll that'll help him out too. All right, well, uh, Heck yeah. Well, anyway, drop your social media handles real fast. Let's get the fuck off here. 
Okay, so main TikTok is Macy Nicole Walker. Uh, backup TikTok is Macy Nicole Official. Macy Nicole Apparel and then Macy Nicole Apparel on Instagram and Facebook, and Macy Nicole Walker on Instagram. <laughs> well, make sure you make a TikTok on your big account about downloading the show. Let's see how many views we can get on it. And, oh, you uh, know, I always. Oh, I know you do, bitch. I know you do, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and don't uh cop block because you can't go to the. So I'll take you to the lake either. So yeah, I'll try not to cock block you, but I'm telling you, some them young ones. Just don't let nobody put on your cowboy hat, and then I don't feel like I need to cock block. I would. I just don't understand why you're trying to like end that one night rodeo for me. It hurt. <sighs> it hurt my feelings. See, Everybody- you know what? I don't understand either. I think it's just because I had already put on your cowboy hat, and it felt like a copycat move. You are so full of you're a fucking moron. I, I hate it. She don't want me, but she don't want nobody else to deal with me. Fuck. I hate this bitch. I'm hey, so sorry. I'm fucking with you. I don't care. All right. Well, I love you, darling. And uh, thank All you right. for hanging out with me for a little bit. I love you too. Thank you for having me. Thank y'all for listening to the show, folks. I'll catch y'all next time. <laughs>